Happy New Year, everybody. This is Husky Heroes Assemble. Back with a, if you so call it, a season. I don't know what to call it, but I'm back. Long story short, I'm back. Feels good to be back. Once again, shout out to all my healthy heroes and healthy heroines out there. Shmei Husky Hero himself, G Threat. I'm back. Feeling good. Feeling accomplished. Feeling rejuvenated, re-energized. Shout out to 2021. Behold a new thing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what it is. That's the type of tip I'm on in 2021. So, let me get a couple things out the way. I'm going to try to record as much as I can. If you guys can, please like, share, subscribe anywhere you see me. Um, Husky Heroes and Healthy Heroines assemble on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Husky Hero 716 Also, don't forget to email me if you'd like to be on the show. HuskyHero716 at gmail.com. All right. I want to get that out of the way. So if you can tell with my backdrop here, believe it or not, uh, my wife had this blanket she's had forever, and, I, and she never knew what it was. Turns out it's a Return of the Jedi Star Wars blanket, which is kind of dope. So for everybody who's watching this on Facebook and YouTube, don't be jealous. It's, it's an heirloom. I'm not giving it up. Got a little bit of everything on the background. Got Ewoks, Chewy. Rest in peace, the Han Solo, Leia, all that. Spoilers alert if you don't, if you haven't seen the the later movies, you know, with a lot of OGs on here, Jabba on here, all that as well. So that's what it is. So happy new year. You know, I missed everybody. I've been on a lot of other people's shows in 2020. Hopefully to do it again in 2021. I'm definitely going to do some stuff for my own, for my own sake and my own well-being. So that's, that's what it is. So today's episode is going to be about star wars a lot of different star wars things and also a subtopic is star trek dead believe it or not i just met a trekkie at work a week ago we've been working together for about a month or so and i didn't know she was a trekkie you know so is star trek dead or is it dying off there's a new show on cbs all access i haven't caught the live show i do enjoy the animated show but um let me know sound off share this video tag a trekkie if you know them ask them are they alive are they dead are they living long and prosper can i get my pinky right are they living long and prosper they doing a vulcan salute are they doing all that or do they convert to the uh the mouse master did they convert to disney <laughs> did they convert that's what i want to know who converted who stopped being a Trekkie and came over to the Star Wars side? Depending on how you look at it, it could be the dark side. You know, are they down with the mouse? Let me know. Like I said, like, share, subscribe, tag me in it. Let me know. Let's have this conversation. So, shout out to Favreau, people at Disney for just giving us the Star Wars content that we deserve in The Mandalorian. It is most definitely the way in the only way. <laughs> Ooh, wait. So, I need to go back and revisit, you know, season one and season two just ending. Um, for all you hardcore Star Wars fans, I'm a fan. You know, I need to get back to some of the lore. It's been a while, but for somebody, for a general person who's never seen Star Wars, they were to watch The Mandalorian, they would enjoy it. I believe so. It tells a good little story with a uh, spoiler alert baby yoda and i put that in quotes it's actually grogu 
And um, I'm looking forward to, you know, the next couple seasons and the spinoffs that happen because they are putting their their whole foot in the Star Wars franchise. And my thing is, I want to know if George Lucas knew then what he knew now in a type of fan support and by actually reaching out to people who love the franchise, would he have let it go and would he have kept it going? So I haven't, you know, researched what, you know, George Lucas has done or what he said about it, but I really want to get his thoughts because... Star Wars is back, baby. That's what it is. It's back. Galaxy far, far away. And we want to go. We want to go there. We're going to pay top money to go there. We're going to pay our phone bill. We're going to pay our internet bill. Whatever we need to do to watch it, we're going to check it out. So George Lucas, you know, talk to us. Let us know what's, what's really good because uh, you you about to be forgotten. You might have created a franchise, but guess what? John Favreau and his team, uh, you know, you you going to get replaced, homie. You know, my children and, you know, grandchildren in the future, and they gonna say, George who? No, we don't know him. We know John Favreau. So, I can't imagine, but... So, my take on The Mandalorian, a lot of emotional, a lot of ups and downs. I'm at a point in my life where I'm not all about the shoot em up, bang, bang, you know? As much as I like explosions and special effects at the next, as the next guy or gal, if you don't have a story that's driven and with some plot points, you know, we talk a classic literature class. I need a, a beginning, a climax and an end. I need all that. I need some conflict involved, whether it's man or woman against nature, against themselves, against each other. I need conflict. How are they going to resolve that conflict? How are they going to get from one place to another? I need that story. You know, if they just fight around. If Mando was out there flying around just shooting people and robbing people and taking bounties, I wouldn't care that much. But I really like how they dig the story and how you really get invested in each character. I love how they had uh, other people direct other episodes, which is amazing. You know, from I believe Taika Waititi did an episode to Kyle Weathers. You know, Action Jackson himself did an episode. It was all a uniform story, but at the same time, each one felt different. Um, shout out to Bill Burr. He had an awesome episode on one and two. And what I like about this Star Wars, especially episodes he was in, you know, he had you looking at America sideways. He really broke down capitalism and all this other stuff. And uh, and our brothers and sisters in the military, you know, you look at all that stuff. So it's like When you look at, you know, there's some legit warmongers out there that translates to fiction and nonfiction. There's some warmongers out there in that dialogue he had, you know, with the captain. It's like, wow, it's like, it, it, it blew my mind. I didn't expect him to get that deep with a couple subject matters. And that's what I like about Favreau and, you know, his team. So if I forget anybody else on his team, oh, well, it is what it is. I just know Favreau. <laughs> so... With that being said, um, shout out to Giancarlo Esposito. For me, he will always be big brother on my T from school days. But shout out Giancarlo Esposito. You know, I you know I know he had the acting chops, but he could throw some hands. He's deceptive. He's cunning. Rumor has it, you know, they're looking at him for be Doctor Doom. I would be okay with that, even though I want somebody a little younger. Somebody European, but if they say, hey, Mr. Esposito, come get this bag, 
he take it. I ain't mad at that because I like his cunning. I like his versatility. I like his range as an actor. He could take you from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows and he could deliver. He could deliver somebody who's I'm not sure if he's invested in the Star Wars material, but when he just uh, delivers his lines, he it's believable, believable hands down to where you can help but decide with him, especially when, um, you know, I believe him. I thought he was going to make a deal with Mando. Spoiler alert. I thought he was make a deal with him. But as soon as he turned his back, he took out that dark saber. Boom, 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 boom. Tried to carve him up. I'm like, oh, I wasn't ready. I, and then he tried to peel his own cat back and they stopped him. And he tried to, you know, he went out like a G. You know, so, hey. Hood in it, gentlemen. You know, you got to respect that. So, Mr. Esposito, you know, salute to you, sir. Salute to you, sir. Can't wait to see what he does in his future projects, any of his future projects. You know, on a side note, I loved him in Godfather of Harlem. I liked him in um, The Boys. You know, so we got to give people roses while they're living, you know, because he he's going to be somebody we're going to look at, you know, when we're older and be like, you know what? Mr. Esposito was that guy. He, he was that dude. Uh, what else can I say about it? Gina Carano. I know she has a lot of flack about you know her political views, but if you take put that to the side, you know I like I liked her character. You know I like how, how she got down and you know bring up Alderaan and everything. Alderaan is still a touchy subject, no matter how long it happened. People still grieving, people still hurting over that. Can you imagine the whole planet's just gone, lineage, all that stuff as well, and people still hurt about that. So, and there's other people out there still willing to throw jabs at people's face about it. So you mentioned all the right or wrong way, you can get your cat peeled back <laughs> or, or, get, or get a hole through it, whichever comes first. So it's just one of those things where I'm just overjoyed and I really like the deep dives that they're doing in the Star Wars universe. With that being said, it, it gives me hope that they're going to have some things that are non-canon and make them canon. You know? Number one thing I want to see within 2023 or by 2024 the latest is Dash Rendar, Soldier of Fortune. If you guys have played the Star Wars game, um, oh, what was it? He's a bounty hunter, Dash Rendar. He has the, uh, oh, what's his, sh what's his ship name? Well, his nickname is a Soldier of Fortune, Dash Rendar, but I forgot what his ship name. And um, he needs his own episode. He needs to be woven into the, he needs to be made canon. Long story short, and um, he could already have an episode called Wampa Stampa. You know, that was a fun level. And, um, oh, what was the game? Nintendo 64, look at it. You know, he had his own game, Nintendo 64. And uh, he needs his own one. I would like to see them bring in. Um, it might not It might not work because of the main Star Wars line, but if they're going to redo, redo the main Star Wars line anyway, I want to see Jason and Jenna, Luke's kids, you know, the twins. I want to see them eventually come about. So many different ways and so many different ways they could seamlessly integrate non-canon into canon. They could cherry pick and see what it is. Um, I love the references to the other series that they have, whether it's animated or non-animated, you know, which is dope. The Clone Wars references. Um, I still need to go back and watch the Clone Wars show on Netflix or Disney Plus, excuse me. Let me not get them messed up before people come at my head for Disney <laughs> take this video down. Uh, I gotta go back and watch those. I need to uh 
I need to look at some of the other shows that they have that I haven't really took time to invest in, but now I'm invested in these shows. I don't know with Sabin Ren coming up and a couple other things they're doing. I can't wait for Admiral Thrawn. Admiral Thrawn is cold, smooth, calculated. And what's crazy, what a lot of people don't know is when it comes to the Empire, it's like they all work towards one goal, but it was a lot of a lot of clashing involved. Like Vader and Thrawn, they despised each other. They're all fighting for the affection of the Emperor. And they had a lot of cool stories. And some of the books, especially if they're gonna do a Vader series, him and Vaughn, him and Thrawn, excuse me, Grand Admiral Thrawn, they gotta intertwine. They gotta get together. They gotta be on screen a couple times and really have that difference of philosophies about how to gain power and how to really, you know, get what they want for the glory of the Empire. So they gotta meet. They gotta meet one day. Um simple as that. Thrawn and Vader, they gotta, they gotta talk, they gotta hash some things out and that's a whole series in itself between that as well. Um, there's some of the uh, graphic novels I would like to see come to Disney Plus or maybe to a big screen. So there's a lot of awesome Star Wars graphic novels out there that hopefully can make it to the big screen or the smaller screen for that matter. I'm okay with either one, but I really like the intimacy of the smaller screen, like the Mandalorian. You really got invested there. You really get to see some of the places and you really get a feel for the inhabitants there. It was shot beautifully. It sounded great. Um, even little things in the background, as far as the people and everything, it looked legit looked like real places, a real world, in the real time. All right. So, a couple of predictions for me as far as Star Wars. All right. Then I'm bring up a little Star Trek too. But this is mainly Star Wars episode. Once again, don't forget, tag a Trekkie. Ask them, is Star Trek dead? If not, let them know why. Let me know. Let the world know that Star Trek ain't dead, all right? <laughs> so, future predictions for 2021. One thing I want to see, once again, Dash Render, you know, Soldier of Fortune. I want him to get his own show, his own series, at least get referenced and tease it, you know? He's a skillful bounty hunter. He likes his thermal detonators. He has a nice ship. He has some cool missions and stuff going on, all right? More Knights of the Old Republic references. I would like to see that in 2021. I need to go back and play that game one and two. Uh, Grogu. They need to break down what happened with Order 66. I'm going to see what happened to that. I also want them to, they left something out there. I'm not sure if people caught it or maybe it's just me. Let me know. Sound off in the comments. Email me, inbox me. She didn't want to train Grogu because of his attachment to Mando, right? As we see at the end of season two, spoiler alert, Mando takes off his helmet. Grogu sees his face, touches his face. That increased the affection, increased that bond. All right. It was hard for Grogu to leave even more. It was hard for Mando to give up Grogu. Right? So y'all some Star Wars fans out there, y'all educated in the universe. What did Yoda say to Qui-Gon about Anakin. I don't know about him. He 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 has too much emotion. He's tied to too many things. Mace Windu said the same thing. Didn't like his relationship with Padme. Didn't like the way uh he went out. Was it those Tusken Raiders? Yeah. When he got his mom back. Too much heart. He had too much attachment. Now you have Ahsoka telling Mando, I don't wanna 
train Grogu because he's too attached to you, right? Now, he increases that attachment. He hands him off to Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all see where I'm going with this? What, what do you think? Let me know. Grogu is going to turn evil, right? That's what I think is going to happen. I'm spoiling the alert now. Y'all love him when he's cute now. Wait till he get older. He has all this attachment, all this love. Things he wasn't supposed to have. Will we see Luke try to break that bond with him? Who knows? They're always going to have that attachment. Didn't Mando give him the ball to his, uh, like the stick shift, the clutch ball, you know, to his ship? Every time uh, Grogu looks at that, he gets upset. Okay. Anytime you hear there's a war where Mandalorians evolve, he's gonna think about Mando. <laughs> what you think is gonna happen? He gonna wild out. He gonna wanna figure somehow, okay, I need to save the person that saved me, that looked out for me, that fed me, that fed me. Right? He gotta try to figure that out. So how is he? Luke tells him no, what is he supposed to do? Right? Ashoka, I feel, didn't want that responsibility to be blamed. I trained the most lethal force in the in the galaxy, or the universe for that matter. Right? He's strong with the force. You see that in the episode. He's strong with the force. He has an attachment. Is Luke strong enough to cultivate that? You know? Y'all saw what happened, how he felt about uh Kylo. But that's here nor there. We focus it straight on the, the series. We focus it straight on the series, right? What are the odds that Grogu becomes a Sith Lord? We never know. We don't know. What are your thoughts? Let me know. Let me know in the comments, whether you watch this on Facebook or YouTube. Husky Hero 716, let me know. Healthy Heroines, let me know. Husky Heroes, let me know. What's going on? What y'all think? So think about that. Right? That's why Anakin became Vader. Once Padme died, then he heard he, they, he she was expecting, oh, Oh, all he wanted to do was to be the strongest, love his wife, love his children, protect his family. As a man, as a father, as a husband, who don't want that, right? And we all want that in life. You mean to tell me in order for me to achieve power, I can't have any of that? Oh, no. Uh -uh. It got to be a better way than that. It got to be a better way. Even as a man of faith, they got to, you know, sometimes, you know, we all get to that point where it's like, come on, Lord, you know, it, it, it got to be something else than that, you know, but it is what it is, you know, here and there, there. But either way it goes, that 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 rage that Anakin had, that turned him into Vader. Is that the same fate for Grogu? If not, why? What are the odds of that happening? Right? So think about that. Think about this. So my 2021 and beyond prediction for Star Wars, Grogu, he 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 ain't gonna be that. He's gonna be that cute cuddly one. They end up trying to have to put him down, put him in that position where, hey, he had that attachment with man, with the Mando. We can't have that. It, it, it's a no no. So that that's my that's my probably biggest prediction for Star Wars that Grogu is not gonna be the Yoda person that we liked you know you know it's funny with star wars there's always a balance yin and yang you know right now in a series 
they haven't defined the strongest person with the force yet. You know, it's all, it's all about balance, all right? They even they even they haven't even referenced who's the the strongest person on the dark side yet. You know, that's that's gonna be the time. You know, they figure it out as they go along with the series. So, let me know how you feel about that. All right. Another thing I want to see is I want to see uh, Ewoks. I want Ewoks to come back. I miss Ewoks. I want Endor. I can't remember if they blew up Endor or not. I know they had, what, two movies? I know they're not canon, but I want to see Ewoks come back. You know, I miss Ewoks, you know. They can make some money off Ewoks these days, you know. They can make some money off that. They can do some Ewok uh, Lego sets if they haven't already. You know, they can do all that to come back. So I want Ewoks to come back. If you guys look at my background, they over here. You know. I forgot all their names, but, you know, I want them to come back. Um, you know, of course, I'm going to see the Darksaber return. And where's Plo Kloon? Where's Kit Fisto? I want some more other Jedi in there. You know, it was, it was awesome seeing Ahsoka, you know, Rosario Dawson. Woo, Rosario Dawson, you know, it was good to see her on there. But, you know, I want to see some of the other obscure, um, you know, people out there like Plo Kloon and Kit Fisto and, you know, uh, who else is out there? You know, some of the obscure Jedi I'm going to see and get to know. You know, I want them to get out there uh, as well. So just, just imagine. Can you imagine that? You know, I'm still tripping off my, my theory about Grogu, like going to the dark side. That'd be crazy. Sheer craziness. So if you guys have watched the season finale of season two, you guys saw some after credit scenes. You've seen, um, was it Bib? Or Kip Fortuna, you know, whatever. Jabba's henchman, he came back. He's taking over Jabba's spot pretty much. And Boba Fett comes in and peels his cat back. You know, taking over Jabba's spot. I want to see what happens with that. You know, how that takes over as they pay homage to Return of the Jedi. And I'm curious to see, you know, how that's going to work out as well. Especially with bounty hunters and all that stuff coming in. And, you know, and that's when they can do Dash Rendar. You know, Dash Rendar heard about the change in, um... Change the management. He comes up there and say, "Hey, I'm looking for the man in charge." Him and Boba have a conversation, and Dash Rendar is in uh, SWU, <laughs> Star Wars Universe. You know, so y'all let Mickey. That's what we want. We want Dash Rendar to be in the Star Wars universe officially. We want canon. The canon. That's what we want. We want the canon, like DJ Jamin. We want the canon. All right. So, another note. Is Star Trek dead, right? Growing up, I, I was growing up. I was a Star Wars movie fan, but I was a Star Trek TV show fan. You know, at at a my dad, you know, he was a fan of both. You know, he raised me on um, reruns of uh, what's his name, um, William Shatner. You know, the original Star Trek one with uh, Leonard Nimoy and you know him and you know uh, what's his name. Uh, Hello, you know, Miss Umahara. Well, you know, you know, Autumn. I grew up on original on the reruns. Long story short, I'm terrible with names, so I grew up on that. And after a while, Star Wars became more popular. I used to always watch the movies. Then I watched the little non-canon stuff, whether it was droids, the cartoon, for Star Wars, or it was you know the Ewok movies. So for me, Star Wars growing up it was always rewatchable on VHS. I could put it in and be occupied for hours and. If I had my hands on a toy, which was still kind of rare at the time in the mid-80s, late-80s, it was still kind of hard to find. In the 90s, you didn't see too many Star Wars toys, per se. You know, I still watched that, but 
my dad used and my aunts and uncles, they would still watch Star Trek The Next Generation. So I was familiar with Captain Picard and um, my mind escapes me of um, all the other people on there. But you know, I grew up watching Star Trek Generation, but I wasn't invested in the Star Trek universe as I was with the Star Wars universe, right? So that's where I was with that. And when I grew up, I watched uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which I enjoyed. You know, I enjoyed that as well. That, that, that was a pretty cool show in my teenage years. Um, still watch Next Generation. Like, Star Trek is one of those things, if I was bored and nothing else was on, I would watch it. But I wasn't going out my way to look for it. Let me say it like that. Didn't read any of the books. I could barely tell you any of the Star Trek movies, the original movies. Whether they fought the Borgs, I couldn't tell you. The Wrath of Khan, I couldn't tell you which one was which. I, I couldn't. Even today, to this day. So, I need to go back to that. But I always knew Star Trek was still popular. They had their conventions. Um, like like Doctor Who fans, they had their hardcore stands that they haven't had like you know a decent re- reiteration of Star Trek in a while. But they fans would still go to cons and you still see them. And you know, we get reference to pop culture stuff like that. So they always hung around. But lately, the newer movies wasn't so bad. The ones with Chris Pine, I saw one of those. I think you know it was it was okay. But I'm so just not emotionally invested in Star Trek that. I could watch it once and never watch it again because, you know, I, it's hard to get invested in those characters. Even now, the show on CBS All Access, I like the animated show because it's animated. You know, anything animated, I'll, I'll, I'll watch. But as far as live action, so I haven't watched any of it. So let me know if it's worth watching. So if Star Wars is going the way that it's going, I don't see Star Trek lasting. Because look at things like Battlestar Galactica. You know, Star Trek replaced that. Then you had um, all these other shows that spun off of Star Trek, like um, Sequest and, you know, and what else? But even now, they try to bring back certain shows, but every time all these other shows make ground, Star Wars come back in and just axe them up, get them out the way, just zip them up and get them out of here. So with that being said, is Star Trek dead or is it dying? Is it on life support? Is there anything that Star Trek can do to make it popular, to make it trending again? Because right now, the way Disney is moving out with the Star Wars and the way they're letting people actually care about the franchise work, I wish other forms of entertainment would listen to the fans and, and, and take control of that, like DC. You know? Like, I don't see Star Trek recovering. I just don't see it. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong, but... I, I, I just don't know if they could sustain, you know, yeah, they could probably make cool spaceships and toys, but once again, you know, it's story driven. What kind of story are they trying to tell? Do they need to reboot the entire franchise just to get it, make it edgier? Is, is that what they need to do for the times? You know, just try to compete with Star Wars, you know, possibly. Battlestar Galactic. I think they came back again, did like another reiteration, but I couldn't tell you anything about Battlestar Galactica right now. Because it's all about Star Wars, you know? Star Wars is in your face 24-7. If it's not Disney Plus promoting it, it's the toys, it's the Legos, it's the commercials, it's the actors and actresses. A tweet, like a fan fiction picture 
could generate more buzz than anything Star Trek could put out right now. That's what I feel. Right now they have Zendaya. I'm, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but rumor has it, you know, looking at her for, for Sabi and Ren. And it's a picture floating around with her on Twitter and Facebook and all social media. And it's just a spoil. It's just a, a fan-made thing. It's already getting more traction. And once again, it's coming back to Star Wars. So I'm not sure if there's anything Star Trek could do to be relevant, to stay relevant. Besides magazines and cons, you know, they need some new content to keep it going, right? I mean, I, I just don't see it. So just to be respectful of their franchise, I will go back and I will start with the the new series. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to start with some of the newer movies and just to see if they could resurrect themselves or if they can do better, how would they do it? I want to be fair. You know, I'm going to be a Star Wars fan until I die. That's just what it is. You know, and I'm excited to see what Star Wars are doing. I could sit down and watch the stuff on Disney Plus. I can sit down and have the kids, you know, which is nice. You know, um, I have children on the spectrum and they like looking at uh, all the animals and stuff like that as well. And um, I don't think Star Trek can give me that. So, quick half hour episode. Once again, it's your boy Husky Hero, G Threat, about to sign off. Contact me on any social media, Husky Hero 716. Or huskyhero716 at gmail.com. Go to my Facebook page, Husky Heroes and Healthy Heroines, all right? Assemble. You can find me on Spotify, Anchor FM as well. And also look at me for your other platforms. So with that being said, Happy New Year. And next episodes will be about Cobra Kai. Gotta talk about Cobra Kai. You guys have a great day and an awesome New Year. And keep in touch with me. Let me know about your thoughts and feelings about this episode. Love you guys. God bless. Take care.